Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The American Medical Association says that abortion bans are a violation of human rights. We're going to be talking about this and the Supreme Court decision and the battle that's happening across the country on faith and freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, the irony is just tragic, Matt, with this. The American Medical Association, the largest medical health care association in the country, now advocates for abortions as quote, safe medical care, unquote. Yeah, they advocate for it to be safe medical care. It's never safe for the it's baby. never and safe. It's frequently not safe for the mother, whether it's a physical a death or emotional consequences, and certainly the emotional consequences can be long-standing. I mean, we're talking about increase in depression, alcohol abuse, suicidal behaviors, drug abuse. I mean, that's just the beginning of those who have had abortions. It says in alignment with the AMA's longstanding opposition to the criminalization of medical practice, the AMA will continue to challenge criminal or civil penalties on patients who receive reproductive health services as well as physicians and other health professionals, health systems, and patient advocates for aiding, assisting, supporting, or providing reproductive health services or referrals to patients. I mean, just using the term reproductive health services, that's ironic right there. It's not health services when you have an abortion. You're killing a child and harming a mother. Well, you know, right now we have uh, the iconic photograph of baby Samuel. Baby Mm -hmm. Samuel was a baby that had spina bifida, and this was groundbreaking surgery where the doctor opened up the woman's abdomen and then put a small little incision into the uterus and then operates on baby Samuel inside the uterus. Was that Dr. Ben Carson that did that surgery? No, it's not Ben Carson. Because he did those. He did some incredible surgery. This was a doctor some time ago. And in fact, the person who actually uh, took the photograph was pro-abortion. But when he saw the photograph and he saw the actual surgery and he took this photograph, he changed his perspective completely. Because what happened in this iconic photograph that was published is baby Samuel, during the surgery, he reaches his little hand outside of the uterus, and you can see his hand, and he then grasps the finger of the actual surgeon who's doing the surgery. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and this as this iconic photo of this little wow. tiny hand grasping one of the fingers of the surgeon who did the surgery, uh, and that has been published, you know, many many times around the world. It's an iconic photograph. And now, as you know, I was just talking about that uh, recently to someone just a few days ago. They have a friend whose uh, baby was diagnosed as having spina bifida in the womb, and that little baby underwent in utero surgery like baby Samuel. I'm sure they perfected that surgical procedure over the years. Uh, But that baby then becomes a separate identifiable patient. So the doctor has two patients in the operating room, 
on the operating table at the same time. Because it's two people. Yeah, because you've got the mother that you're um, doing the incision on, keeping her life vitals monitored, and you also have the little baby in the womb. Yeah, that's well. all these abortion activists, you know, and these women say it's my body, my choice, or whatever. Well, no, you have another individual living inside of you. And the little baby Samuel, you know, we have a photograph of that on our website, lc.org forward slash life. We have a story about baby Rowan. Uh, baby Rowan was not as fortunate, unfortunately, as baby Samuel. Baby Samuel was operated on uh, at about the 24, 23-week gestational period and survived that operation. And you see that iconic photograph. In another photograph, you'll see my hand touching the hand of baby Rowan, who's also the same gestational age. He was a baby that was aborted in Orlando, Florida. And that photograph that I took is in the morgue, uh, where they opened up the door where I was able to go in and see the baby. Uh, baby Rowan was in a shoebox, and he fit inside the shoebox from head to toe, basically. Yeah, unfortunately, you met him too late for his Yeah, life. because he was aborted late term mm. in Orlando, and his body is perfectly formed, nothing ripped up. His body is red, but it wasn't scalded by some kind of uh, poison or high salt concentration, as sometimes they are. He was induced for an abortion, and she gave birth to him at the abortion center the day before she was supposed to return. She started her labor early. She was supposed to return the next day. She had to come back that same day because she started labor early because of the medication that she was given. She screamed for help as she's going into labor. They did not provide any help. She goes to the restroom, and she gives birth while she's sitting on the commode mm. with baby Rowan, and he is struggling in the toilet bowl, and uh, she's screaming for help. She tries to help him. Uh, they get no help. When the EMS comes to the abortion center, uh, because a friend had called 911, uh, the abortion people went out front to meet the EMS people and said, don't worry, it was just somebody who was hysterical, but everything's under control. They just believed it. They didn't come in to check, and they turned off their lights and went back to the station. And the baby Rowan died, and he's there in the morgue. I'll never forget that mm -hmm. situation. And I've got photographs, uh, three photographs, one of just his head. You can see the eyelashes, one of his whole body, and then one with my finger and his hand. And that's the same gestational age as baby Samuel. This is abortion. And this is what the AMA says, that banning abortion is a violation of human rights. Are oh, you got to be kidding? You know, these organizations like the AMA, the American Psychological Association, some of these other organizations, they have left science a long time ago. The American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, all the counseling organizations have left science a long time ago. In those areas, those particular entities have said uh, that you should not, they are against what's, what they call conversion therapy, which there is no such term, or they're convinced they're against uh, any kind of therapy, any kind of counsel that would help a client, a patient, to change unwanted same-sex attractions, behaviors, or identity. But wait, these medical professionals, they take a Hippocratic oath to first do no harm. So how can they justify saying that abortion 
is a safe medical practice. They can't, and, and they can't justify in the counseling realm that you should prohibit a certain viewpoint of counseling. Right. You can't justify in the medical realm that banning abortion is a violation of human rights. In fact, there's lots of increased physical side effects from abortion that include risk of death, surgical risk, cancer, ectopic pregnancy, complications of future pregnancies, infertility, sexual dysfunction, and much more. But the Supreme Court issued an incredible decision. Uh, this AMA is in opposition to that, uh, no surprising from a politicized entity. Yeah, I'm sure they released this knowing that the decision was coming soon. Well, they released it, uh, uh, yes, uh, they did. Uh, this was released on just before the decision. The decision came down on June 24, and they released it just before the decision, the day before uh, this decision came down. But the decision overturning uh, abortion going back to 1973 is a great decision. The battle now goes to Congress with a very close vote on whether or not they would pass an abortion bill that would force the states to continue abortion. Then the battle goes on in the states. You have trigger laws. These are laws that were passed after Roe, but in anticipation that Roe would be overturned. So now that it's overturned, they come into effect. Then you have pre-Roe laws, those laws that were on the books that were banned after Roe, and now they come back into effect because they've not been repealed. You've got about half of the states, which would include some politically democratic blue states that have abortion laws that are significant abortion bans. You, you have, for example, Wisconsin is one of those. It has a law that goes back pre-Roe. Wisconsin Attorney General is a Democrat filing suit against his own state wow. to overturn his own state's law. So there's going to be a lot of litigation. There's going to be a lot of legislative activity come into play. I believe that this is a historic moment in our history. Mm -hmm. And I ask you to pray because we are at a precipice of history. We have an incredible opportunity, and we don't want to miss this opportunity. We don't want to look back and say we missed this opportunity to protect human life. Right. God gave us the window of mercy. Now we must act upon it. Absolutely. So pray and then support Liberty Council because we're going to be very intensely involved in all these cases around the country. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash life. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved, lc.org.